Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Yo, what is up? This is Build Your Tribe 2.0, where I answer your questions about anything related to owning, operating, and growing your business. My name is Shalene Johnson, and you name it, I've done it in business, from selling knives door-to-door to infomercials to used car lots to online businesses. I've either done it or I've coached somebody else to a level of success that you too can achieve. You just need to know the formula to have a little persistence and some inside information. And so that's what we're gonna do here. I'm gonna answer your questions. No question too small, no question too big. If I can't answer it, I'll tell you where you can probably find the answer. You can ask your questions by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash ask So let's get to it, y'all. Hey, Shaleen, this is Brie Noble. I work with musicians to help them promote their music and also to build their business. And I'm a fellow podcaster. I have the Women of Substance Music podcast where I play music by female independent artists. And so I have a freemium that I've created at femusician.com where people come and they get some information on some different income sources that they can use for their music business. And I'm having some trouble with my email. Um, people are not getting my emails. That's getting stuck in the spam folder. And so it makes me feel terrible because people think that I'm not uh, keeping my word and sending the freemium that they asked for. So I'm wondering if you have any suggestions on how to stay out of the spam folder. Thanks a lot, Shalene. The dreaded spam folder. Trust me, I know all about the spam folder. We had a couple of nightmares on our hands this year. And because Brett and I together coach so many entrepreneurs who are in network marketing organizations, wow, a lot of them got hit hard because they were with email service providers who suddenly just made a blanket rule that they were no longer going to provide service to anyone who was in a network marketing organization. And we were like, what? Who does this? Why do this? And when we searched a little further, what we found out is that they're, you know, it's just like anything. When there's like one bad apple, they can ruin it for everybody. So here's what I can say about the spam label. Number one, it's getting tougher and tougher not to end up in a spam folder because Well, because most people know that um, if it's something that we need from a friend, et cetera, we can just filter for it and we can find it. And most spam filters are getting much better at filtering out any type of email that we're not interacting with or intentionally opening. So the email filters have become, in my opinion, overzealous. I mean, I get emails from friends that end up in my spam folder all the time. So I understand your frustration. Let's talk about how we can do whatever we can to avoid summarily being lumped into the category of spam. Now, there are the obvious, and you mentioned some of them in the complete message, which, by the way, we edited to shorten this up for the show. But I think most people know like not to use words like um, act now or open quickly, limited time offer. So let's talk about the things that are not quite as obvious. Number one. Avoid using the terms that are simply not going to appear in a friend's email. In other words, these are phrases that email filters have identified as being associated with spam or sales-related emails. And you've got to write these down, so I'm going to suggest that you do so. Click here, buy now, this is going away, expiration, just a couple of hours left, 
And I know what you're thinking. Well, Shalene, we've seen all of those terms in your emails. I know. Sometimes there's just no other way to tell people except to tell people that this is a limited time offer. Nonetheless, it's how you do it. It's how often you do it. Is It's making sure that it actually is very conversational. So you want the best advice that I can give you is to avoid things that sound salesy. Spam filters now, can they don't just look at the filter of your subject line. It actually looks at the whole text and the pictures and every piece of your email, and it can filter out things that don't sound conversational. And when you're texting a friend or emailing a friend, you're not going to put like six dollar signs and then um, save money now and then six more dollar signs and then four exclamation marks. No. What you'll probably do is say, dude, this is like a huge no brainer. Things that sound very conversational. Some other surefire ways to make sure that your email ends up in the spam folder is by purposely misspelling words, either in your subject line or purposely misspelling, you know, keywords. Like, for example, many marketers figured out that there were certain words that most filters would pick up. So rather than using new words, they would just take the word, let's say, sale, and they would replace the A with the at icon. Well, the filters are very sophisticated now and they pick up on stuff like that. They pick up on spelling errors and grammar errors and pretty basic stuff. I know that, but these spam filters, they can differentiate between legitimate emails and spam emails. It's kind of crazy. Also, you want to avoid sending messages with like one big uh, image. So this is a really common practice once people, marketers, uh, the the bad guys, once the bad guys realized that spam filters were picking up certain words, what they decided to do was to send kind of an infographic with everything that they wanted to say. Well, of course, now that's not going to work either. The other thing you must make sure you're doing is make sure that the people who you're sending your email to have actually subscribed to that email list. Because if you don't, just a few people who receive it and are annoyed if they are like, wait a second, I didn't ask to receive any emails about XYZ. So in other words, let's just say that your veterinarian all of a sudden starts sending you emails about um, a local food event. And you're like, what is this? I, I didn't opt into this. And you report them as being spam. Well, then most likely almost every email that that veterinarian sends is likely to end up in some kind of a spam filter. So be sure to avoid sending anything to anyone who didn't ask for it. The next step that I have for you, and although this is difficult to do, it's really hard to say goodbye, you need to, from time to time, purge your mailing list. We do it all the time, and it kills me. I'm like, no, we can't get rid of anybody. But you have to. Inactive subscribers, those are the people who haven't opened up an email or clicked on an email from you in a long time. Now, everyone has their own standards by which to evaluate this, but by getting rid of inactive and um, unengaged subscribers, what you're probably doing is creating a better email list, number one. Number two is your email providers can tell what percentage of your emails are being opened. And if somebody reports your email as being spam or just not opening it, it's very likely that your provider may start to flag you as someone who's sending spam because they don't want to put themselves out of business. They have way too many clients to worry about someone who might be spamming and using their email provider service. Does that make sense? That's why when that backlash happened for a lot of people who are in MLMs 
and network marketing organizations, and I'm not going to name the company because I believe they've reversed their position. But I will say this. They just came out and said, listen, if you are in a network marketing organization and or an MLM, you know, I'm talking about things like um, Beachbody or Advocare, Avon, um, Cookie Lee. These are all network marketing organizations. Well, this one email provider just came out and said, hey, if you are in an MLM, we're not giving you our service. And so, sorry, Charlie, bye-bye. It was like, wait a minute, how can you do this? They could do that because it was, even though it was a substantial number of their customers, they couldn't risk having all of their customers have their emails end up in a spam folder because they were being sent by a provider. Are you following along? Because they're being sent by a provider who was also providing their email provider service or CRM to those who were spamming. And so just to clarify, that doesn't mean that if you're in an MLM and you send an email that that's spam. And this is pure speculation. Again, let me be clear, pure speculation on my part based on, you know, emails that I've received in the past. As in any industry, so let's say you've signed up to buy candles on auto ship from someone who's in an MLM, and then they decide they want to become an affiliate for another program, or they want to perhaps represent a different MLM, and then suddenly you start receiving emails for that product or service. Legally, you can't do that. If somebody opted in to an email provider in expectation of receiving a certain type of information, and then you start sending them something that is uh, completely unrelated, which they did not request, people will unsubscribe, you will likely be reported for spam, and most importantly, you lose your integrity. You know, if you want people to opt into another list, you can do that, but you need to specifically invite them to do so. In other words, one of the email opt-ins that I have is fitness-related. So I ask people or I give people a free diet book. They go to cj7day.com and I give them a really amazing, complete guide on how to basically prepare yourself to eat clean the rest of your life, but but really what you need to do in the next seven days. If, you, if you're the kind of person who does this kind of all or nothing and you don't want to transition over a period of six months or a year or even a couple of years, you're like, I'm ready to start eating clean and exercising, we've prepared a complete guidebook along with exercise regimens, um, what to eat, shopping lists, recipes, etc. Now, if somebody opts in for that, and then suddenly I start sending them notifications about smart success, or I start offering them something that they didn't ask for, I could be reported for spam. So the best thing, and what we often do, is we send a series of emails So they kind of understand where we are in terms of a business that we, Team Johnson specifically specializes in personal and business development. And then we'll suggest to them, we would love for you to become a part of our 30-day challenge. Click this link to opt in. Now they're on another list. So I know we're really covering a lot right now on emails aside from even just spam, but that same individual would be in my email system, but they would have two tags. And each one of those tags would represent the things that they have said yes to. I hope that makes sense. I know this sometimes seems complicated. You're like, whoa, am I going to have to be an IT expert? You really, you can't imagine how great the customer service is with almost every email provider. I I will say that, like of the big guys, MailChimp and Infusionsoft and Aweber and and so many of them, I'm not going to list them all here, but really exceptional customer service. So if you can't figure it out on the website by clicking on their FAQ, and if you 
don't belong to a forum like Marketing Impact Academy and you have to figure this stuff out on your own, well, do a Google search first. I suspect that you'll find some really great YouTube videos that will walk you through a tutorial of how to do this with your particular email service provider or CRM, as we often call them. And then, worst case scenario, you just call customer service, but they're really good about it. I suspect that the reason why there was this like very sudden and very abrupt and very aggressive decision that was targeted at people who are in network marketing organizations, by the way, who are fantastic people. I mean, my sister's in one, my best friend is in one, my mom is uh, a distributor in a multi-level marketing organization. So there are people who know how to do it, do it legitimately. They don't like spam or send a bunch of emails. And even if they did, that is not an infringement. The problem is when you start sending people who have opted in for one list information or content for things that they didn't subscribe to. Listen, there's bad guys in every industry. You name it, there's somebody who's going to you know, think they can chump the system and they're going to blow it for the rest of us. I have since heard that they've reversed their decision. Some other things you want to make sure you do is you've got to include your physical address in every email. If you don't do that, you are in violation of FCC rules. You also want to make sure, again, that your subscribers or anyone who receives your email understands that they can unsubscribe and that you will honor that within 10 days. That's the law. And people really do get fined for this stuff. Now I'm going to blow through some really fast tips, okay? Number one is be honest in your headers. Don't try to trick people to open up your email based on your header. Be creative, yes, but don't trick them. Number two, make sure you're actually using a verifiable IP address as your return email address so that when people are going to reply, it's like legitimate. In other words, you can't use a fake IP or a fake email address. Oh, here's a big one. Don't include a disclaimer that your email isn't spam. (laughs) This is pretty funny. I didn't know this, but if you're trying to have some kind of disclaimer that your email is not spam, it's kind of like a red flag that your email probably is spam. Isn't that funny? And if you think about it, of course, because you're not going to send your friend an email and say, by the way, this is not spam. So it's just an automatic red flag. And what we've found is that a lot of people have added that to the end of their emails and pointing out that you are not sending spam is actually landing you in the spam file. Interesting. Here's a surprising one. How you space your paragraphs out is tripping some spam filters. So, you know, there's a way that we write and we kind of write this long continuous paragraph when we're writing to our friends, but it has become kind of a best practice lately to write your emails in a way that they're very narrow paragraphs, like maybe five or six words, and then returns that the paragraphs are very narrow and they read very easily on just about any mobile device. And then space big, lots of spacing between paragraphs. Well, if you're doing too much of that and too much of the spacing out of words, it's just another way that the spam filters are going to pick up your email and put you in the spam folder. And I know this is probably really obvious, but I'm going to point it out anyways, because sometimes you forget that it's even in the body of your email because it's not like what you're talking about. But this one of these words ends up in your email. 
um, Rolex watches, uh, anything about sexual orientation, boobs, butts, booty, uh, drugs, anything about debt, uh, making more money, making money fast, those kind of things. Unless they're topics directly related to your email, you should definitely try to keep them out of your the body of your text. Uh, Viagra, porn, debt, mortgage, and even some words you probably wouldn't assume like transformation, breakthrough, success, advantage, any of those words basically are a surefire way to make sure that your email ends up in the spam folder. One thing I encourage you to do, especially when we're new to this, you know, we tend to sometimes just copy what other people are doing, which is a great way. You know, it's a great method, especially if you're kind of looking at the copy of someone who you love the way they write. It feels very natural. You like them. You like their style. You like their approach and they're having great success. That's the key. Make sure they're having great success. And then sometimes we we copy what they do. I know I've done that. The mistake we can make, though, which I don't want you to make, is that I've copied people who I'm like, this is my mentor. So if I write my email just like them, certainly I won't get caught in spam folders, etc. But I still did. And here's why. That person is probably losing a ton of subscribers and emails that aren't being received too. But they also have, you know, maybe close to a million people or 500,000 people on their list when I was, you know, copying some of my mentors. So they're not going to care as much as we do when you're just building your list and every single email counts. Every single subscriber who unsubscribes, it feels like, oh, it's so personal. Why? Why did you leave me? Why did you break up? Was it my punctuation? Did I send you too many emails? Please come back. Like you really feel like that. And you should at first, and then you have to learn to let go of it. But there's good news. There are a few really great both paid and free services where you can just copy and paste the email that you want to send. And not only will it tell you what things may trigger a spam filter, but it will also show you what that email will look like on a variety of devices. Now, why would that matter? I'll tell you why it matters because you and I both have opened up an email before. We were like, I can't, oh, I can't even read this on my phone. So I'll look at this later or I'll delete it. So what are those sites? Some that I would recommend to you are senderssource.org. Oh, sendforensics.com, emailreach.com. And actually quite a few of the major email service providers or customer relationship management programs places where you keep track of all of your emails. Most of them actually have this filter provided for you. You can find it on their websites. But it it is definitely worth doing every single time in the beginning when you first start sending emails because you work so hard for every single subscriber, you just can't lose one because you've made a mistake and violated a regulation or you've done something that you shouldn't have and didn't realize you weren't supposed to do it. So that's my recommendation to you. I'm still, you know, mastering this stuff. I'd like to say I'm still learning every day. Our last launch that we did, I mean, we had a lot of spam reports and that was, there was just no avoiding it. We had we had a glitch and we were trying to switch between two email providers and kind of going back and forth. And it was a little bit of operator error. And I wish we had tested things before that launch. And what happened is a lot of our customers received like <laughs> several copies of the same email. Now, I'm assured by the numbers and statistically speaking that it was no big deal. It wasn't a lot of subscribers. Nonetheless, I still have that mentality like, oh, no. How could anyone think of me as a spammer? I'm just trying to help you. I'm not trying to sell you Viagra or a Rolex watch. 
So it still hurts, and it, that's motivation for me to get it right. I want to read to you a couple of the reviews on iTunes, my favorite reviews. I want to thank you, by the way, for those of you who are going to build your tribe and leaving reviews because it's really helping. The show showed up in um, What's Hot this month in the business category, actually this week. So that was exciting. And that was because of you, 100%. 100% because of you, because you were kind enough to give me a gift. My love language is words of affirmation. You don't need to draw a picture of me or send me a weird, creepy present. I've get enough of those. But if you really want to make my day, if you really want to make my heart swell, my love language is words of affirmation, which is great news for you because it's free and you can do that by just simply going back to iTunes or or wherever you listen to this podcast. It might be Stitcher if you have an Android and write me up a little review. So let me read you a couple of my very favorite ones. This one comes from DC Ford. The value of information here is phenomenal. The message focuses on building yourself as you learn how to attract the kind of people that you want to have in your life. The business Shalene teaches you to build around yourself is not full of sales pitch or sales pitchy stuff. The goal is to build real relationships. There is nothing else quite like this. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain from every single episode. Wow. So what are you waiting for? Start your Shalene binge right now. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. DC Ford, I just have to thank you. And I want to keep this brief and bright so I won't continue to read this um, this amazing review, but it's kind of a nice little book. It really does feel like a love letter. So guess what I'm going to do, DC Ford? DC Ford, you have won yourself, not because of the review, but because I randomly selected yours and it just happens to be like the most awesome review ever. You, my friend, have just won a scholarship to the Marketing Impact Academy. That is a $2,000 scholarship. Congratulations. When you hear this message, please be sure to leave us a speak pipe letting us know your name and the episode that you were featured in. If you too would like to be eligible for our random drawing each month, in order to have your name submitted, all you have to do is write a review. I hope it's a five-star review, but it needs to be an honest review. Leave me an honest review. Let me know that you would love to be a part of this free drawing. And you do so by making sure that your review includes the hashtag IWantMIA. We select one random person who's left a review, even if it's not a five-star review, because that's the way to do it every month. And for those of you who wrote a beautiful review and you didn't win a scholarship this month, you know what you did win? You won my heart. I love you. You're awesome. I promised you to be brief, to be bright, to be fun, and to be done. So y'all, I'm done. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you 
access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you wanna be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.